The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to the Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Drayvon James. I am your host, Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super excited to have you here with us today on the Unity Online Radio Network, where we explore the concept of developing a life of peace every day. We do this every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or whatever time it is right now in your corner of the world. And yes, that's right. A life of peace every day. Can you even imagine such a thing? I mean, a life of peace every hour sometimes seems a little bit unimaginable, but a life of peace every day. Listen, I'm here to tell you that yes, it is possible. And yes, you can achieve it. All it takes is a little bit of commitment to changing some practices. Listen, I'm a mom of two teenagers. We run a very busy household. I'm an actress, a pharmacist. I work full time. I run a business called Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James, where I do this radio program, keynote speaking and workshopping. And just like you. My life is extremely busy, but just because we're busy does not mean that we can't have peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Oh my gosh, that just warms my heart and it makes me feel so serene, even in a world with so many things happening and it's so chaotic. But for a lot of people, when they hear wholeness and completeness, It makes their to-do list just seem like it's out of control. Like they just feel anxiety. Like, oh my gosh, is there more to do to make something whole? Is there more to do to make something complete? And we know, we know that the to-do list will never be done. They won't. I mean, they just keep track of how far we're behind sometimes, but they'll never be completely done. So what does that mean? Does that mean that we abandon our dreams and our goals and our passions because we can't keep up with our obligations? Not at all. Not at all. We have to center ourselves and create balance. You know, I always say I divide everything in life into three categories, health, wealth, and relationship. And we must have balance in all three of those categories in order to have a life of peace every day. And we can still be very, very successful. And that's what my guests here today are going to talk to us about. Today I have with me, I have the pleasure of having Tony and Nichelle Benias. They run a wonderfully successful company in L.A. They have six children. Their days are busy. They had a passion and a dream, and they made those passions and dreams goals, and they made it a team operation, and they are doing, as they say, doing the doggone thing. They are doing it in L.A., and I'm so happy to have them on the show with us today. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Hello, and thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you all here. And I want to start by just Finding out the name of your company is Six Degrees of Influence. I got to tell you that I absolutely love that name, 
six degrees of influence. Yeah, that's amazing. How'd you come up with that? Well, you know, it's part of play on our children. We have six kids. Mm -hmm. So that's part of play on six degrees for that. And it's also play on the saying of six degrees of separation. So in our business as influencer marketers, you know, that six degrees of influence is the business we're in. How can we leverage the influence that exists on social media to help brands further their message? So that's why it was just a perfect fit to bring those two things together. Yeah, I love. Yeah, that's a great explanation because I love the name. It's just it's so I don't know, catchy. Six degrees of influence. So you leverage brands now. For somebody like myself in social media, I don't want to date myself or anything, but social media can can be. It's fascinating. I got to tell you that I absolutely. It's fascinating. I'm not one of those people who is against it or anything of that nature. I don't necessarily understand it as much as I wish that I did. And when I do learn something, my goodness, I must be at the end of the learning curve because by the time I learn that it's changed and it's something new, but what does your company do exactly? So we are an influencer marketing and a talent management agency. So on the influencer marketing side, we work with brands to do their entire influencer marketing campaigns from conception to curating the list of influencers that are going to participate to what's the message that they're going to to say, what's that call to action, whether it's to drive sales, whether it's brand awareness, if it's an app, whether it's downloads for the app and then provide them all the analytical data on how to do that. Now, one of the benefits, you know, for our agency is that we also do the talent management side. So we understand what the influencer needs in a collaboration, and we understand what the brand is going to need. And so that creates the best win-win situation for both sides because we are familiar intimately with what both sides need. And so that's allowed us to grow influencers, making six figures, growing their platforms to over millions of followers. And that allows us to have the brands to have access to that so that they can help get the word out about their products, their services, that we can make more impact on their brand extension. Wow. So this is like when my 16-year-old tells me all the time about monetizing your YouTube account and things of that nature. Absolutely. So our influencers are on Instagram, they're on YouTube, they're on TikTok, they're on Pinterest, they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter. And so they've grown these platforms of followers based on the content that they provide, whether it's photos or videos on YouTube or just 140 characters on Twitter. So they've created this following of people that are looking to them for what's the next thing they're going to do or what's the next thing they suggest or recommend. And so, of course, logically, brands want to position themselves in that place. And social media has really taken over these platforms from the traditional commercials that you see. Now you can fast forward through commercials. You can get the Hulu no commercial option. It's a lot a different world where people get those recommendations from. And the influencer has stepped in to replace that. So what they post is an advertising that this generation sees. Because my kids probably wouldn't know if I told them about networks, right? They wouldn't know what ABC or NBC or CBS is. They get all of their content from YouTube, from Hulu, from Netflix, from non-traditional means that we're used to. And so you have to be as a brand in those places 
where this generation is and where they live and where they get their information. And for that, it's social media. I, oh my gosh, you are talking the language. You must be like the coolest parents on the block because <laughs> you guys are I really like talking the language. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys are talking the language. It's a whole other story. Yeah, the teens I know. think flame, right? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, you guys, you, you really get it. And everything that you're saying right now, I know to be true as a mom of two teenagers. I have a freshman in college and I have a sophomore in high school. And everything that you just said right there is so true in my household because, you know, I grew up with ABC, NBC, but they grew up with this. Uh, I mean, they're not interested in television. You know, when I was not a kid, all. it was a big, I, it was a big deal to have your own television in your room, right? <laughs> but they have... They're not interested in television really at all because all of their shows, every, I mean, they can watch movies on YouTube and they can, it's so many other ways that they get their uh, source of entertainment. So it makes sense that marketers would say, okay, let's go here and, and get to this generation. As I say that, I, I'm mindful though that, and I'm, I've been a pharmacist, I've been in healthcare for 28 years, so uh, excuse this question, but baby boomers are the largest population, but I don't see that a lot of entertainment is pushed towards that their their way. Do you find that to be true? Like, even though they're the largest group, are becoming the largest group. Let me say it that way. A lot of the entertain uh, the advertisement dollars don't seem to be going in their direction. Yeah, I think um, you know, I think more baby boomers are acclimating to social media because there's less of a option, right, to do so. You know, my teenagers will tell me that they're not on Facebook because that's for old people, right? That's my, my crew. And so, yeah, so they, they'll, there's a platform for everyone. Most people are on some form of Facebook. If they're going to be on social media, that's kind of like the baby step for most people. So they're there. So they'll, they'll market to them in, in that way. So if you go on Facebook, you'll see a lot of things pop up based on what you liked or what you clicked on or, or what you searched for. That'll come up, you know, in that space. So I think it's a matter, one, of the brand finding what platform baby boomers still are going to be um, acclimated to. But it's also the older you get, the less likely you want to change things, right? So more baby boomers are not going to have YouTube and, and Netflix and Hulu as their option. They still have cable, and they still want right. all the channels, and they still look for NBC, <laughs> ABC, CBS. And so that definitely exists, and that's why brands still need to have some sort of um, appearance there. But the reality is the future is the younger children. Mm-hmm. And so because, because the future is the younger ones, then – they have to be where their future dollar is going to be, and that's on social media. So they have to put something to maintain the existing customer base, which are the baby boomers, but the majority of the money has to go where the future dollars are going to be. And so that's why you'll see brands, as they're developing their marketing budgets, they're putting more and more money to paid social media advertising, to influencer marketing, from traditional because the future isn't looking at commercials in the same way 
that baby boomers have always looked at commercials, always do. You know, you didn't have that option to pass by a commercial, right, initially. And then cable came and you had more of an option. But the major networks still run by ads. So you still were stuck with that, although now you can fast forward through them. You can record your show and watch it later. So brands have to get trickier and trickier, you know, try to maneuver. How can we get our message in front of everybody? Anybody we want to get it in front of, especially when all of these traditional means are starting to be cut off for them. So that's where right. we come in in terms of giving them the opportunity to we do 360 deals where an influencer might post on their Instagram, which might speak to a younger audience, but they also post on their Facebook page. And that might show up in a, an older audience. And we look at those specifics to how to get the message in front of the right person. Wow. I'm, I'm, I am blown away just listening to you <laughs> because I know everything that you're saying. Anybody who has any young people in their life truly can relate to everything that you're saying because this is the way of the it's the way of now and it's definitely the way of the future i don't know how much further we'll go with social media but i believe that the sky is the limit it's not going to decrease at all so you all represent the talent the influencer and the brands you have some customers on both ends that's right so what are some of the biggest challenges um, that your clients face on the influencer side and on the brand side so I'd say on um, the brand side is who's the right influencer to get to, to have their message heard, right? So they know there are all these influencers out there and there are all these Instagram pages and all these YouTube channels, but who actually speaks to their message? And what a lot of brands, you know, don't understand, and we're talking from small business all the way up to mega corporations, it's you know, what are the analytics, which is the data that we're very data-driven. We look at the back end. Who actually is the audience for this particular influencer? What is the percentage of their male following to their female following? What are the major countries that are their audience is made up of? And so we look to really match that along with the brand. If this is a vegan brand, We don't match them with an influencer who routinely posts uh, about their, you know, meat-eating expeditions at nice restaurants (laughs) around the world, right? That's not a great match. Right, but it happens because brands look at the numbers and they're like, oh, my God, she has 500,000 followers or a million followers and her pictures are nice. Yes, I want my brand associated with them, but they really don't. They don't want that. They don't realize that because it's, surface. So we like to dig deep into what it is. So the biggest challenge for brands are finding the right people to be their voice, the right person to represent their brand, and then how to create that win-win collaboration that we talked about that's going to best benefit both parties, allow the influencer to be authentic in the information they share, and allow the brand to reach the market that's actually going to move the needle for them, whether it is in sales or whether it is in downloads or in just brand awareness. And then on the influencer side, their biggest challenge is getting their worth. So we still face um, inequity in pay in influencer marketing. Um, Our influencers of color receive less pay than our influencers that are not of color. And so for us, being owners of an agency of color, 
you know, it was important for us to be at the table. So our roster of influencers, the brands we work with, is general market. But when we're there, the ones making the decisions about who's going to be on a campaign, who's being submitted to a brand for consideration, who we're pitching to a brand, then we get to put that in front of the brand's face that they might not have thought of. So we've done like 200 influencer campaigns every month. And when we did that, I can assure you that the diversity within those 200 was greater than any other agency they would have gotten. And that wasn't anything we even intentionally did, but it's by nature because when you have people who are of a diverse background, then their selection is going to be diverse. And so that's what we were um, able to deliver. So helping influencers find their value and their voice is, is one of their biggest challenges. And so we come in to help them know where they marketplace in terms of their, their rates and their pricing and how to maintain that. Sometimes a big check is really enticing to all of us but how to hold out and pick the right brands to align yourself with so that it's a long-term play and that they understand this is a business and the decisions you make is a business. So a lot of them oh. have never gone to college. They've never had jobs. And so when you don't have that and you're young and you have all these brands throwing money and free products at you, it sometimes get a little confusing that this is a business and there's a responsibility. And so that is one of their biggest challenges in, in maneuvering within this industry. And, and that's really where we come in to help. You know, what you just said is so amazing. And it almost sounds like a little bit of mentorship as well, because one of the things that comes to my mind as we talk about this topic, and I know that there are older people, um, by older, I mean past the age of 25, who are doing a great job as influencers as well, because I see some of their numbers when I go on YouTube and that, you know, how many followers that they have and all of that. But I would say the vast majority of the people that I see are younger in nature and I know that a little bit of mentorship would go a long way, especially in an industry where there's a lot of money to go around and you're really making money. Like you said, you haven't had any formal training in anything. You really want to have some core values that you adhere to to help you through, you know, you always hear about the hardship of no money, but the hardship of money exists as well too. And do you find that you're, um, that you, that you have that, um, that some of your influencers have that issue and they really do need somebody to come along and like big sister them or big brother them through this influx of cash and all of the you know decisions that they have to make? Absolutely. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that mentorship type program because <clears throat> all of our influencers and vendors and everyone that we work with, we all want them to be a part of the SDI family. And that's very, very important to us that our people feel like family. We want everyone to work with us to be a part of the family. We want to grow together. We want <clears throat> to become successful together. We want to create situations and opportunities together. And um, people that actually get a chance to work with us, that's one of the main things that they get when they get a chance to work with us is that the family feel, the being a part of something. We actually even had um, – one of our clients that we actually work with now that uh, since we got to California, who's not from here, um, after being with us was for several months and attending some events and kind of coming around to family and, 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 and meeting our, our, our immediate family and having dinner with us and fellowship. Um, 
expressed uh, something very intimate to us uh, by telling us that being away from home was something that they really missed. And coming here and being able to meet us and to be here in person with us and to meet our family has made them really feel like they were still at home. And that feeling, that intimacy, that emotion, that love that we have for our our, uh, influencers, for our clients and, and the way we treat them is exactly the type of program and mentorship that we want to carry on in our business. It carries on in our personal and it, and we try to make it carry on in everything that we do because it's so very important to us. So that family lifestyle and, and mentorship is exactly what SDI is all about. Yeah. I, I, I'm, uh listen to you all talk and I get that I'm getting that feeling just through you know this the energy that is coming when you're answering the questions and I get that this is a lot of analytics I know people look at all the gloss and the glam and this but I hear your wife and she says it's a, it's analytically heavy digging through the numbers and finding the statistical data to support what the brand wants to do and to get the right brand with the right influencer but I also can just feel your energy and your passion that a lot of it is that mentorship. And that's probably what makes your business so effective is the, the great marriage of the two, the analytical data and this, the, for lack of a better phrase, the family feel, which is not just words, but it's actually, you know, let me talk to you for a minute. This is where we're going. This is what we want you to do. And, you know, that big brother, big sister kind of thing, which is, I think, so important when you're talking about young people and a lot of money in a social industry. <laughs> no, it, it, so, it really is. And, you know, we, we're old school as well. So we understand that deals are, we've done plenty of deals with just emails or one phone call, six-figure deals with just that amount, no in-person meetings that we might have been used to. But we also understand that this is a people's business and, and our relationships with our brands and our influencers is just as important as anything else. And so we do, as a business, we do a lot of in-person networking. We, we sponsor events monthly that puts us in the same room as our influencers where, and our brands, where sometimes that exists only online or through email or through phone. But we found we are able to develop way deeper relationships and connections with both parties when we can break bread together, when we can be in the same room and fellowship. And so all of those things are very intentional for us to do to ensure that we have that above everything else. Because at the end of the day, we're, we're not in a life or death situation, right? If a post doesn't go up, no one's dying. If, uh, you know, an influencer didn't post today, we're still okay. We understand that. And so we like to put that in perspective, that there's a seriousness to our business because it is a business. But there, it's also a great place to have a great time, to have fun, to really enjoy what we're doing. And so we pick our clients and our influencers very carefully. Because if, if, it's, if it's not a good time, then we're at the point in our careers where we just don't need to do it. So we pick oh, those to goodness. align yes. with our corporate culture. Yes, I love that. If, if you're not having a good time, and especially in something like this, because it should be, there's a lot of business to it, but it should be something that they're enjoying to do. Talk about um, the importance of your faith as it pertains to this work that you're doing. No, absolutely. You know, for, for us, it is a, an extension of the character of who we are and what we want to put out there. So integrity is very important to us. 
being following what we say is very important to us. You know, in the dynamic or of a husband and wife relationship, there can't be two chiefs, right? And so someone has to be the leader of the family. There can't be, you know, co-CEOs is a very hard thing to pull off. There really needs to be someone who guides that ship. And I might be the mouthy one. I might talk a lot. I talk, talk a lot. But, you know, I defer to Tony in that aspect that someone has to have the final word. I have just over 23 years become very skilled at getting my way into his word, right? So I I influence his end decision very strongly where I feel like we are still partners in in every decision. But there's got to be a tiebreaker when there's two of you. And so, you know, I defer that, you know, to Tony, and I feel that, that helps keep a healthy balance where there's not a struggle within our relationship in terms of who's running something or who's dominant in something. And, you know, we know that if our relationship isn't right and isn't ordered in the word, then, you know, nothing else works. We can't parent our children. We can't run the business effectively, you know, all of that. You know how they say you've got to put the mask on yourself first on the airline before you put the oxygen on the child, right? So we make sure that we take care of where we are connected, you know, understanding that we're blessed and highly favored. And and so we we are conscious of that on a, a regular basis that, you know, these things have been put forth for us to whom much is given, much is expected. And and we take that responsibility very seriously. And we know that, you know, there's definitely a skill set that we come to the table that's attributed to our success. But at the end of the day, we know there is a higher power working in our favor um, every single day and has put together so many amazing opportunities for us uh, that has allowed us to have the things we have for our family and be able to be the support we can be to all of the young up-and-coming influencers and actresses and actors that we are that for. So we're, we're very grateful and thankful for that that's in our lives. You just said so much, and I hope that the listeners are really, really listening because you laid out so, I mean, matter of factly, like this is just the way that it is, but that was really a lot of deep theological statements that you said that you line up. You line up according to a principle. You have a headship. We're going to come back on that. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. We're going to talk about that point when we come back with this fabulously successful couple. This is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. We'll be back after this commercial break. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder. 
taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. God is extravagant supply. Get that, extravagant. God is extravagant supply. He brings forth the best robe. He spreads a banquet table, as we saw last night, with good things on which we may feast. He overflows our cup. He opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing. And then this is what that Unity Correspondence Course said. Why are you satisfied with such meager living when you may have so much? To find out more about Unity teachings, visit unity.org. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. Follow Unity Online Radio on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with all your favorite shows. Become a fan by clicking the like button. You can join in with a Facebook Live event or just like and share our post. Be the first to find out about any big special guests that might be appearing on the air or any events at Unity Village. We want to hear from you. Make sure you leave any questions or comments about Unity programming. Thanks for listening. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore and other legendary Unity teachers with Reverend Bob Brock and Unity Classic Radio. Every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Central, Bob shares original radio transcripts from the Unity Archives with Truth students worldwide. Explore these timeless teachings and learn how to apply them to your life today. Listen live or on demand. You can also connect with Reverend Bob on his Unity in Action Facebook page. Tune in every Tuesday here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back. We are talking today with Power couple, I do mean power couple, Tony and Michelle Benias. And I hope I said that right. I've been practicing it all day long. Benias. That was perfect. Thank you. So we just before the break, we started talking about a, a topic, a part of their life, which is near and dear to my heart, is how they keep it together. What is the formula? Right. Of course, we know there's not one. There's more than one way to skin a cat, as my grandmother would say. I don't know what that <laughs> where that phrase came from, but she would say it. And so not so much of the formula, how they became, you know, what they do um, in terms of how to put the business together. We could all read a thousand books on putting the business together. But we all know that there is a, a rhythm beneath the surface that drives something for people and that for me is my faith and my belief in the concept of peace every day peace every day in the middle of chaos in the middle of 
you know, some of the worst things happening. We would never want them to happen, but they are happening. And being grounded, being grounded in something. And Nichelle was telling us at the break about the structure of her marriage. And it just, I'm going to tell you, I had goosebumps. I really did. Because oftentimes we as women shy away from the phrase submission because we are not going backwards, right? We don't want to hear that word submission. I mean, after all, 40 is the new 30, right? <laughs> so we want to move forward. <laughs> so, and I get that, but we all, but what she said to me was just so profound was that she lines up with leadership. She has her voice. She's married a man of integrity. She knows that she has a trust in his decisions. And surely she's a woman, just like I'm a woman. She does not agree with everything and we run our mouths. But when the rubber meets the road, she realizes that she must defer. She's made the decision in marriage to defer to Tony as the tiebreaker. And he has held on to that position. He's allowed her to be her and he's taken in her, her opinion, but he's held that position. And, and that's not an easy position to hold either. And I know a lot of my sisters and women who are out there who are running single families, head of households, they will attest to how difficult it is. They're, they are equipped to do the job, but it's a very challenging job. So my hat to off to everyone who has who's doing that job, but you're doing it in a business together as husband and wife and you're, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on. So I want to ask this question in the 23 years of being together, you have six children, six amazing children. You run an amazing business. What do you think was, has been the biggest challenge? Either one of you who would just say, you know what? This is the big one. This is where I'm thinking, should I be working with her all day? Should I be working with him all day? <laughs> Do we need a break? <laughs> What's yeah, something that you, you know, found with a huge conflict? You know, I think it is remembering to stay in your lane. So we are both great at a lot of things, but there is no doubt that Tony has a skill set that I can't match and I have skill sets that he can't match. And while we might have opinions on what the other should be doing, we've learned to stay in our lane, which, again, has been a challenge because, you see, I like to talk. So, you know, in putting in my opinion is, is often where I think I should be adding my two cents because they're great two cents. I mean, they are worth like $20, my two cents. They're so good. So I want I him to listen. Yes, I want him to listen to that, but I've learned that he has to do things his way, and if and if he is doing them, I need to be able to step back and let him do them his way without it being my way. And he's had to do the same thing for me. And it's hard to do when you are really good at a lot of things. So you want to step in and be like, honey, well, why don't you do that that way instead? But at the end of the day, again, you have to have faith that you chose the person to be capable of the roles they're taking. And you have to let them take their journey if it's not the same path that you would take, but it is the end goal. It's the same destination you know he's getting to and I'm getting to even if we, we do it differently. Because it's very hard when you work together, you live together, you parent together, you, you know, go out and hang out together. Tony and I have been working, living, and parenting for... Uh, let's see, he, he, he used to work at the record label. No, no, no. When 
Madison was two when you left the label? No, four. 2004. She would have been four. So she was four. Mm -hmm. So from 2004 until 2019, we have been inseparable in all aspects of the day. And you got to really enjoy that person's company to spend day and day in and day out and all the, <laughs> all the time with the same person. And so yes. that can be a challenge, right? You're, you, you don't. I mean, I go places. He goes places. I think I, I'll add that, too. Like, you know, having children is, I don't know where someone told us it was a handicap. It is a motivation. It is a driver for us. It is never a handicap. Um, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups with moms, and, and I know in one it's a moms and tech group, and somebody posted, you know, what do you do now? What, what did you do then that you can't do now since you had kids? And my response was, I do more now than I did when I had kids because now I have an excuse to go to Disneyland. Now I have an excuse to go to the movies. Where did we get to the point where we had to do less once we had children? I do more. My life is as full as it was. People say, hey, Michelle, can you, I don't want to ask you, you know, I don't know, can you go? Of course I can go out. You want to go to dinner. You want to go for drinks. You want to go for lunch. What do you want to do? Just because I have six kids and I'm married, that doesn't mean my life ended. I, it, it just began. It's so much fuller than it would have been without it, and I don't take anything away from myself in terms of what feeds my spirit, which is spending time with family, spending time with friends. We haven't given up any of that. I don't say, Tony, where you're going. You know, he goes to the studio. He goes out to events. And we are supportive of that. There's not a need to hold that all in or to feel like I have to give anything up. So we, wow. we, we kibosh all that. There's none of that going on in, in, in our network, which allows me to be happy and him to be happy, right? When you give up too much stuff, then that's where the seed for resentment comes. You resent him. You resent having kids when you had them. You resent the job you have. You've got to find joy in everything you do and set it up because we live by design and not by reaction. Oh, that's beautiful. We can only control what we do. Thank you. We can only control what we do. And so we set up our world. Now, there, there might be glitches into that, right? We can't yet have X or Y or Z. But that doesn't mean that's not our plan. Our design is set forth, and so every step we take is towards that, what we designed our lives to be. And if there is a, you know, a detour we have to make, it doesn't change the end destination. We're still going towards what we designed our life to be. And so that's what we do every day is, is that. We live for that. We live to get to that goal. And we're happy, so we don't resent our kids. We don't resent each other. We don't resent our agency. We're happy in it because we can still have everything we needed. Tony, let me say this to you. I know why you let her talk because she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and you must have realized that 23 years ago. Listen, what you just said, again, is so profound because what I'm hearing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing is that Nichelle is a whole person. She has happiness inside of herself and she shares that happiness with Tony. Tony is a whole person. He has happiness inside of himself. He shares that happiness with Nichelle. He's not looking for her to complete him and you're not looking for him to complete you. You bring your whole self together and you have created something amazing. Is that, I think have I paraphrased that, that right? 
That was pretty. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, because I'm yeah. I'm hearing. I mean, I I got that as you were talking, and I want our listeners to hear that too. And we're talking about a life of peace every day. Of course, you know the name of the show is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James, and this is so important. This is Valentine's month, right? Fe- February, and we hear this a lot. Stop saying this. I'm looking for someone to complete me. That is a recipe for disaster you complete you you bring your you find out about you Nichelle likes family and friends she likes to go out to eat she likes to have she knows this about herself and if that makes Tony happy and she brings that to him and he likes it that's great and that's wonderful that's synergy but even if he doesn't that's something that's in her she's got that part of herself together and he he's at the record studio he's doing things the thing that i would love for people to take a takeaway from that comment is really get to know yourself when you get to know you and develop a relationship with you Oh my goodness, when you come together with another person who's invested energy in knowing him or herself, you're going to have happiness. You're going to have a good time. You're going to have this explosion, which leads me to the fact that I'm doing a tour right now, the Self-Love Explosion Tour. We just left Sacramento. We'll be in Birmingham, Alabama on February 23rd. And it's all about what Michelle just said. That just resonated with me so much. Having children didn't subtract from her life. Because obviously, we can hear that she had a relationship with herself. She knew herself. She didn't lose herself. She grew. She added more people, and and it made the party even more fun, more things to do. Nichelle, you could talk all day. I love it. I absolutely love it. (laughs) So Now, you know I'm um, trying to talk all day, too. She will. will. And and Tony is a wise man for letting you. (laughs) So... I, so I got a question. Yeah. So the kids, six children. What are the ages? Um, well, from the oldest to the youngest, it's 18, 16, uh, 13, 11, 8, and 4. Four girls oh. and two Four girls and two boys. And look right, look, right about now, I have an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old, too. I'm in love with them eight- and four-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> I right? you, three teens is a challenge. Three teens is always a challenge. Yeah. Right. The teenage but, but years I would, are, in this day and age, it's a challenge. It is. What I would say, too, and I don't know if you all find that you guys are right on the cutting edge. You understand everything. But what I am most thankful for from my children who are 16 and 18 is that I will never get old in their presence (laughs) because Mm -hmm. they have so much energy and so much insight into what you all are talking about here. The social media. When my son first came to me, you guys are going to laugh because this is not new to you guys but when he first came to me and told me he would give me these youtuber names and and he was maybe 14 at the time and he would say mom this guy is making this much money and i said to him miles that's a lie no one's making that kind of money <laughs> boy please. i said right right boy please right no one's making that type of money you mean to tell me he's sitting there playing video games at home and someone's watching him? Who's paying him that money? <laughs> well, you know, our whole agency was started by our kids. That's who started the agency. 
Our our thirteen year old was on YouTube. She had her own YouTube channel called Great Rap. She still has it. She's about at twenty thousand followers, uh, subscribers now on YouTube. And she started getting solicitations from multi-channel networks and brands to do collaborations. And we'd always been in technology and social media, and so we understood that side, but we didn't fully weren't fully introduced to the influencer side until her stuff started coming in. And then when we decided our skill sets from past businesses, Tony booking for artists and working at the record labels, my running the social media and the web development really fit this. We went to our, at the time, what were they, 15 and 7, uh, 15 14 and 16 or something like, yeah, close to that. And we said, give us 30 names of the Instagram influencers you follow. And they each gave us 30 names, and Tony went and contacted them and started our agency with the 50 people that came out of that. And that's how we started. So with that, I would have known who to follow at the time. I, I would have no idea. So it was actually our wow. job started our agency wow yes they still work in the agency now they do bookings they do obviously campaigns our 18 year old she's a director of content development for us she handles all the content planning and the and the pitches you know we we it's easier for us to run our business because our children are integrated into our business all of our children have or are launching their own social media brand and they love being involved in the space i mean it's a great space it's entertainment right everybody wants to be in entertainment so they get that opportunity but we get to spend more time with our children because we speak their language we're in their world and they're in part of the business so it makes it much easier for us to you know, suck them into it and, and find enough time in the day to have family time and work time and everything. Oh, my goodness. Right now, I, I wish that my 16-year-old, he would be over the moon. I can't wait for him to hear this uh, interview because everything that he ever started telling me, I, and I know it probably started before age 14, you all have validated. And even though, as I've, you know, over the years, I've come to see that he was absolutely right. So I am just, yeah, it, I will never get old. Let's with those children. So it's a wonderful thing having teens, but I love how you guys have made this a family affair, a family affair. Yeah. Get your foundation first. Yes. Even when we have like photo shoots, if there's an influencer that has children, they bring them. Usually our children are there. We have dance parties. I mean, it, we make it okay to be a family, right? So sometimes it's very difficult within corporate world, you know, and business to be a family and, and to recognize you have a wife and kids at home. I, in New York, I recall, I didn't even know who was married, who had kids, right? Because there was a huge separation between family and, and business. And then we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina for a few years. And it was so nice because they're slower paced. And I'd be at business meetings and the father would be like, I have to end that too because I have to pick up my son from school. And that was a different respect for business. But it also showed me that you can have a family and still be a business owner and still be serious about your business. So now that we're here in L.A., we incorporate all of that. There is no, why are you bringing your child there? It's how do we accommodate the reality of your life? Because you have children. And you can't always, you know, put them off at school or in aftercare or daycare. 
you know, what we do is a family affair, both with our kids and with our influencers' kids and brands' kids. And we try to make everyone feel that they can be themselves. And if that means you have children, then then they should show up at some point in time. It'd be nice if I met, you know, your family. So we make oh sure my gosh ingrained in what we do. Not only are you all raising the bar for the entertainment industry, in my opinion, with your um, being there and sort of taking the young people by the hand and role-playing for them and being mentorships for them. But this whole idea of family that stays together and prays together, uh, this whole corporate thing of integrating the family, because pretty much... I don't know about you all, but I feel like I've almost worked 20 hours. And if I'm awake, I'm, I'm doing some kind of work. And that's most of us in America. And if you're doing something that you love, to be able to do that with your family, it's, it's a win-win situation. I'm going to go to the to the uh, caller right now. We have Linus Woods Mullins on the line. And I'm just going to... Hi, Linus. Are you with us? Uh, Linus? Uh, yes, I'm here. Well, welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. We have this amazing power couple with us today, Tony and Michelle Benias, and you're on the air. Well, thank you. I, I tuned in a little bit late, but I kind of get the gist of some of what you're saying. And I just wanted to say how important I think it is to be able to incorporate your children in your business. Um, one, it's one great way to start thinking about succession planning, but you're also building a legacy because they are observing everything you do, and as a result, it makes a keen impact on them in terms of the things that they might choose to do. So I just want to say that I'm, I'm so in support of something like that because it's something that I try to do with my daughters as well. Yeah, family is everything. I, yes, I agree with that. You know, it is so important for us to pass on and, and create not just, you know, wealth for us today, but generational wealth, you know, right, being in, in the tech business, you know, there are, are plenty of people who have an opportunity to go to their parents and get a friends and family run, raise in order to, to start their business. And that's something that Tony and I consciously do is being not only preparing the, the children to understand what that is, what VC money is, you know, what private equity is, how to write a business plan, how to run a project, how to create something from start to scratch. But also we want to be in that position to be able to write a check when our 18-year-old says she's ready to start her makeup line and be able to support that and put her in you know, contact with our connections, and she will have been trained up in how to be the, the captain of her own ship. You know, our children have known nothing but entrepreneurship, and so they, they probably, I'm not even sure if they even wrap their heads around working somewhere other than learning an industry, you know, like go there to learn it. Their, their plan is always to create their own wealth. You know, we, we look at that and we track that. We see who is, you know, even the, the CEO of a top corporation has equity in that business, right? He's really part of a business ownership. And so they understand that. And, and those are the tools that we want them to have because in this day and age, it, there is no, you know, there's like five companies left given a pension, right? So you can't stay at a job for 30 years and expect them to take care of you. You've got to be capable of creating your own way. 
And so that is what we teach them. And that's why it's so important they see what we do day in and day out so that they can learn how to be self-sufficient and don't have to rely on it because you can walk up to a building and they've already planned your pink slip and have not consulted you about it. So I don't ever want our children to be in that position where they can't control whether or not they can put food on the table. We want to not have that. You know, look at even the people going through the government shutdowns and, you know, having to take separate jobs and not knowing how they're going to feed their family. You know, there are great stories about some of them starting their own businesses as a result of, of this time and seeing that they need something else, you know. So we always want our children to, whatever they pursue, to be able to take that and, and always support themselves and find a means and a way regardless of what anyone is giving you. Yeah, I, that is just absolutely beautiful. But Linus, thank yes, you for thank calling. You for that. I totally agree, and thanks for taking my call, Dr. Javon. Thank you, and thank you for being part of the tribe here. You are a blessing to us. Enjoy your afternoon. Thank you. Yeah, I again. So, you know, <laughs> I'm telling my age with all these old expressions, but they say dropping science. Remember that phrase from back in the day? <laughs> and But uh, that is just everything you were saying. I absolutely love it. It weaves so much into my definition of everyday peace. And I just got to say this again is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, making sure that we keep balance in the t- in what I call the big three, health wealth and relationship and it certainly what i'm getting from you all this interview this energy is that you all have planned for that you have a foundation that is built on some universal truths that you're passing on to your children which will be a blessing to the world at large because when they create organizations they provide jobs and resources and they help other people take care of their families Tell me, um, what do you all see planned for t- 2019? Like, what's, what, what else can you do? <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of things on the horizon. We've, we've got a, a new app platform that we're coming out with and a partnership we are doing with EscapeX and a, an app development company we're really excited about. So we'll have more details on that coming soon. Um, We're going to be doing some influencer and influencer marketing workshops um, throughout the year in different cities so that we can share this knowledge with the brands on how to best leverage social media and on the influencers, how to create a viable business um, based off of their brand. So we're really excited about that going on. And we just have a, a few other projects. Uh, that are going to be coming out this year. So it's just going to be a big year of growth for us. We've been laying a lot of the foundation over um, this last year and a half, and we're just really excited about uh, everything that is on our plate right now. Wow. I'm excited about it too. And, you know, I feel like I'm so much more smart because of what you all just said. But I want to say that I got this question inside of me. Do you ever work with someone who's not yet an influencer? Do you have a – how to help people become influencers who want to get into this industry? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, a part of what we do, and it's really actually more Tony's thing, is the development. You know, we have influencers that have a thousand followers, you know, and and it's our job. You know, everyone's goal is to, to get to earning six figures plus 
in this business, which is doable. We have plenty of influencers doing that. And so part of that is we know the steps that get you there. We work with the brands. They tell us what they want. We work with the influencers who have been successful. We've been on that journey with growth. We've had influencers last year. We worked with them. They were at 100,000. Now they're over a million. So we know what that journey looks like, no matter what the changes on the algorithms are. You know, we know that there are tried and true business methods that help an influencer grow. And part of that is identifying their message, right? You have to have a consistent message that people are going to resonate with. You know, everyone, you are a fabulous influencer, right? Because everyone is seeking that piece, right? And very few people know how to get there on their own. And so having your podcast as a resource is so amazing, you know, because it gives people that information. And that's what an influencer is, is giving solutions. It can be something as simple as how to wear cute clothes to something as deep and spiritual as to how to find your inner peace. And your inner balance, and we, right? So, and on that note, I'm gonna because we're, we're out of time. Michelle, you are amazing. This is everyday peace with Dr. Drayvon James. You be an influencer today, no matter where you are in your business in your life. Influence for peace. This is Dr. James. If you have not heard the whole show, please download this and listen from the beginning. Thank you to our wonderful guests. Until next time, be peaceful. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.